Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. At Merck Animal Health, we're shaping the future of animal health with pioneering science, connected technology, and insights-driven solutions to bring our customers an unparalleled portfolio of choices to improve cattle care and operational efficiency. We support you and your legacy by helping you meet the challenges of today with the innovations of tomorrow. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're at Ward Feed Yard where we have Brian Carlton and Kip Lucas Savage going to be our guests today. We're going to talk about loadout facilities. We're glad you joined us and we'll be right back after these commercials. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson and I'm here at Ward Feed Yard with cattle production manager, uh, Brian Carlton and Ward's veterinarian, which you know uh, as Dr. Kip Lucasavich, who is uh, a, a partner of mine in PAC, Production Animal Consultation. We spend a lot of time in feed yards and um, it's always a pleasure and a special opportunity to come to Ward Feed Yards. It is. If you ever have a chance to feed cattle somewhere or, or see a feed yard that I consider to be one of the tops in the world, this is this is the place. And Brian, you're here every day. Yes, I mean, exactly. Um, General Manager Chris Burris runs operation. I oversee the cattle production, all the animals coming in, all the animal shipping, the animal health side of it. And I work closely with Dr. Kip on, like today we're going to talk about facilities, making sure that everything we do is for the purpose of the cattle, yep. making sure that they are treated and they are taken care of, so it's a less uh, stress-free environment. Yep. And Dr. Kip, you're you're down here for a few days a month, and yeah. So usually I come down anywhere from two to three days a month, and uh, spend time at all three yards that I go to here at Wards. Um, they have uh, three locations at uh, the South Yard, the North Yard, and the Mole, Moles Yard, and and uh, all fantastic. I mean, the people down here, as you got to see earlier in our closing meeting today with the crew, is. They're all very interactive. They they do care. Uh, they want to learn. Uh, and what I really appreciate with Brian and, and with Chris is is that you know just uh, constantly looking at shifting the culture. You know, as far as for training the next person up and and looking to make people better and uh, just encouraging people to you know want to move on and 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 get better. And if yep. they can take better uh, jobs after this one, then great. We had the honor of coaching them and teaching them and and being a part of that and part of their success and that's that's part of our job it's it's huge and and we're here today we're going to talk about loadout facilities and so when y'all are looking at a loadout there's some pretty important keys to to what you're trying of why it's important to have a good loadout right yeah i mean the biggest thing we look at is you know the flow of cattle the safety of our employees because the biggest thing we want to make sure those guys go home every single night and then we look at how is it affect us, how it affect the trucking company that's going to be um, hauling them, and then also how it affects the customers, you know, because the less the stress, the less the um, pinpoints and stuff like that where we can make the cattle flow, better premiums, and these cattle right now are record highs. <laughs> yeah, better yields, better premiums, better everything. And Dr. Kip, you do a lot of this in different facilities, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of build on what Brian was saying there on cattle flow and people safety. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's really a, a trigger point for me, you know, right, is, is that um, I want to see people go home, just like Brian said, we want to see people go home at night and go to their families and be safe. But we have to keep the cattle uh, safe as well. If we keep the cattle safe, people are safe. And now we're starting to look at building new uh, safety alleys and safe walkways and stuff like that, just to improve that part of it for the people, 
but then also looking at how we encourage voluntary flow of the cattle. I think that is so huge. And that's something that's been so awesome to see once we build the facilities is just how everything flows and it's just, it's, it's smooth. And Brian, when you, when y'all load out, I mean, you're not loading out 20 head, no. 30 head, you're, you're taking some big drafts and multiple pins, right? In Monday, for example, we ship 1500 head between right. the three locations. And we're talking anywhere from 60 to, you know, two, 300 head of a pin. And so, you know, just coordination, make sure trucks are flowing, make sure the guys are bringing them. Also having the water on hand, the pin space, make sure we have everything just rolling together. So it's awesome. It's, it's really is a team effort between the veterinarian and the, the feed yard management and the crews. And it's about taking care of the cattle and taking care of our people. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, more at Ward Feed Yard. DNA Dialogue is brought to you by Igenity Feeder, powered by Neogen. There's certainly a risk for producers because of the financial stake we have in the cattle operations that we really need to protect our risk and, and especially when there's things outside of our control that are happening in the street, whether that's uh, the general public or beef-centric issues within our industry, things such as black swan events that we talk about. So what can producers do to help minimize those risks is really uh, very much from individual to individual. If you're able to withstand some of that risk and don't feel like you need to protect yourself, you know, that's, that's a risk management strategy in itself, just saying I'm not gonna have a risk management strategy. I think though for most uh, people, ha taking into account that these events that may be out of our control, what am I willing to stand and how much risk do I need to protect? So there are ways to do that. Obviously there's the traditional ways of helping decrease your risk exposure, such as futures. Uh, obviously there's the LRP program now as well as the options like put and take. So I think if you are at risk of, of financial catastrophe and can't withstand some of those events that are outside of our control, you should really consider uh, those different strategies. More so on the other side is, is frankly, one way to manage risk is to always have continuous turnover of cattle and marketing windows across more times of the year. So for example, if I'm always marketing my calves as wean calves, I'm really at the risk of what is the price every time in the fall on my marketing date. Whereas if I market a few dates, maybe I just slowly transition into going from one marketing date to three, hold on to some of the calves, maybe put some extra weight on them, I spread out my marketing windows. That's one way to also manage risk. If you're a feeder, of course, the other way is, is you're continuously marketing cattle and continuously refilling those pens. Again, that's a marketing strategy that minimizes risk across different times. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and I'm here with Brian Carlton, who is the cattle production manager for Ward Feed Yards, and Dr. Kip Lucas-Savage, who is the veterinarian here at Ward, and he is also a veterinarian in PAC, Production Animal Consultation. We're down here on location, and uh, you might hear a little rattle, but that's because we're in the processing barn, and that's okay. Um, when we uh, are talking about, y'all are embarking on a new project, right? With yeah. your loadout. I mean, right now our loadout is outside of this um, barn, which interferes with our processing and also it's the same as our receiving area. So by doing this new facility, we're gonna make a standalone shipping area. 
we'll be able to receive here close to the processing barn and then we'll have two different areas we'll be able to keep separate so the flow of traffic and everybody won't be on top of each other like that and what are some of the things that you're looking to improve i mean the biggest thing we're one of the top two is safety and then the flow of cattle and the handling of the stress of them and then the third i think is just being able to hold the amount of cattle um, we have bigger pens at this location so the biggest thing we want to see is we can bring this 200 head they can be calm they can have their space but be able to keep flowing cattle there while they're loading yep. and so it's just nice and easy and we have our space where the truckers can load out while we keep weighing up cattle and get them out here what are some of the things you're going to change out uh, of this design so the current design to the compared new. to the old yeah. so some of them it's going to be um, uh, at the at the old facility here uh weighing cattle uh kind of was always a struggle um, in terms of, I mean, the facility here, Brian, I think it's, it's been 1970s right in there. Uh, and so some of the pinch points uh, that we have in terms of uh, right angles coming out of pins and then loading up into the, the uh, like the alley behind the scale is wider than the scale. And so cattle just don't want to, you know, narrow up and go onto the scale. They have to kind of go up a ramp right when they get to the scale. And so they kind of look at that and they balk. And so we're looking at just how do we improve the voluntary flow? How do we reduce some of those those uh, angles and curves uh, that they're having to come out of uh, just to increase the voluntary flow of cattle? And then uh, and then adding additionally is just safety, safety walkways and gates. So tell me about the safety walkways and gates. What do those entail? So basically the safety walkway is about a four foot alley that's just uh, next to the alley in which the cattle are staged. And uh, to enter into there, there's like a, it's basically three posts. Uh, there's uh, two posts in the fence line that are basically 18 inch on center. And then there's a post directly behind that, uh, those two posts that sits about 18 inches off of the, the So you're fence putting line. these outside the alley so that your people, Brian, don't have to be in with the cattle right, to right. Get, them, get them. Exactly. Them and we're using the cattle's eye and stuff like that to go past them and bring them back to them voluntary instead of having to put pressure inside the pen. And like we talk about often is say there's that one that's a little wilder than the other ones and how to get that one. And you know, the animal feels pressure, but that way you'll be outside of it, be able to come around it and put pressure from yeah. it. Yeah. Whenever I see people get hung up, it's not having a place to escape and gates. Yeah. What, what, what about gates that, so that... at each, at each, exit point or entry point there's a gate that can be swung and so if we do have that single animal that or two animals that just absolutely does do not want to flow that day for whatever reason um, we at least have the ability to bring a gate with us so once they're on their way and starting to move that way we can literally bring the gate with us as we came come out of the safety walk alley and into the pen with the animals it's perfect that gives us an opportunity to go to break when we come back we're going to talk more about loadout facilities with Dr. Kip and Brian. We're here at Ward Feed Yard. Thanks for joining us. Hey, folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Brian Carlton and Kip Lucas Savage. Dr. Kip is the veterinarian here at Ward Feed Yard. He's with Production Animal Consultation, and Brian is the cattle production manager, oversees all cattle operations here at Ward Feed Yard, which if you again i'll reiterate because i'm i'm biased uh lived in kansas a long time um but i've been on a lot of feedlots and it's hard to find somebody that does it better than than what y'all do here at warden so just very appreciative what you guys are called upon so many times to do tours and industry events and and really carry the beef industry so uh, look them up on the web it's it's a great group 
So let's talk about the project. You're gonna you're gonna build a, a receiving facility with loadouts and and uh, holding pins and and all that. Let's kind of start within the back with with the pins. I mean, the biggest thing is we're gonna have six pins, but we're gonna be able to ship twelve different truckloads at a time. So we'll be able to have two trucks loading, one truck loading while the other one's backing up. So it's just gonna be flowing, so we can keep cattle going. Plus, we'll have a couple holding pins. We'll be able to weigh those cattle and keep feeding them to those pins, so the trucks never stop and the cattle keep flowing. And then as soon as we get them off the scale, they'll be back on water. They'll be back on some hay, on some other holding pins and things like that. Yep. And, and when you're designing something like this, Dr. Kip, um, which you make designs all around the world, um, mm -hmm. what are some of the things you're thinking about on, on these holding pins? So on the holding pins, it's just really, one is space. I mean, what's the space requirements? And so typically we're looking at anywhere from 15 to 20 square foot per animal, uh, just in a holding gathering type pin. Uh, our anticipation is they're not going to be there for very long. They're going to go right from there to weighing typically and then right to their, their staging um, their staging alleys. And, and, uh, and like in this facility, we'll have six, six uh, basically slants, but those slants are long enough to have basically they're split in half. And so you'll have 12 truckloads of cattle staged and ready to go. But I always look at water, uh, making sure that there's water access so that, you know, if it's in the heat of summer and so forth, that we do have water there, that we do have some hay there. I mean, obviously we'll have a, a, a surface that uh, would be a concrete surface, something that's easy to clean for biosecurity purposes and all those things, but then also something that we can bed down and, and it's comfortable not only for the cattle, so we can ship it any time of the year, whether it's snow, rain, mud, whatever, we can we can have it done and our people have good footing to do it on and, uh, and it's not an issue. And you talked about the, the size of the pens being important because now your guys don't have to come in as early yeah. uh, to ship and you can hold more cattle, right? Yeah, so I mean, we can come in. The facility we have now though, I mean, it's kind of, we have to weigh, let the trucks load and weigh more where this one, like Dr. Kip was saying, we're gonna be filling from the back with the slants. And then the other thing is, having a facility with the lights and yeah. being able to, you know, when, some days we have to ship at 4 a.m., you know, that's what we're called to do. And so we go and do that. And so it's bright. We can see it. We take away the shadows and stuff. And so that way it's just nice and it's clean and the guys are good and they're ready to um, be able to see those cattle because it's dark in the mornings. Yep. So that way they know where they're at, but they're also feel we go back to the safety that we've discussed. It's just a good environment for everybody. Yep. And so when you're looking at lights, um, I mean, you guys have described space for the cattle, uh, walkways for the people for safety, lighting. So uh, I'll send these drawings to a couple engineers and they these uh, engineering groups, they usually do like traffic studies. And so just looking at overall traffic flow that's going by the facility, you know, from feed trucks to uh, semis and those things, they will look specifically at like, you know, if we, they'll ask the question, how much lights do you want? Uh, or lighting do you want in that facility? And they will then make sure that they find the right lighting for that facility. And so the nice thing with like on my end, I have really great engineers on the other side of, of the company, you know, as our, our company, yep. Dan, that, uh, that do these drawings and that, that we get to work with. And, uh, and they're really fantastic people to do. And, and I lean on them for that yep. information. They're really fantastic. Well, we've got the, the initial part, holding, safety, moving cattle, staging, lighting. When we come back, we'll talk about the crowding facility and the, the loadouts. Thanks for watching Doc Talk. Hey folks, 
Welcome back to Doc Talk. We're having a great day. We're here at Ward Feed Yard with cattle production manager Brian Carlton and Dr. Kip Lucas Savage with Production Animal Consultation, where he is the consulting veterinarian. But as we know on the show, he spends an enormous amount of time designing facilities from packing plants to cow to ranches to university facility teaching facilities to now this project here at, at Y'all's Yard. And um you know, let's talk a little bit about what kind of crowding facility you're going to put in. What are you going to incorporate? So we're going to go with the butt tub. Yep. On that, yep. and with the slant pins coming to to the alleyway to there where it flows nicely. I make sure, like when we when we bring the cattle out of those staging alley or staging pins, that when they come up into the butt tub, uh, the uh, you know we'll have I, we talked yesterday about you know just making sure we have the proper footing in the tub itself. I think that's always important. We just what want are you to make sure. use for food. Um, I always recommend there either just either bedding or or using some animat rubber mats. And there's other companies that make those mats as well. Uh, but uh, we try to find the ones that actually hold up for the longest. And and some of those mats do they they withstood the uh, time you know as far as wear and time on on foot traffic. On you know, them, so we think of the. Uh, footing as being good for the welfare of the cattle, but it's also a big safety issue. Oh, slipping, yes. So slipping for the cattle and the people. Yep. You know, just making sure that um, you know, is is if truckers are loading or if our people are loading uh, the cattle, just to make sure that everybody has the, the proper footing that we we prevent slipping as best we can. And then once they actually come into that facility, then or in, into the tub, the tub is designed so that it's not a typical. Uh, like we've talked about our bud tubs before and how we are a little bit different than the, the uh, normal tub type facility, if you will. Uh, we're looking purely for voluntary flow so we do not have to sweep the gate if at all possible. Uh, we just have to close one gate and allow the cattle to voluntarily come back around, load up into the alley and on, onto the it, truck. And usually how many, I mean, what's your draft size? I mean, if you're, I mean, when we're loading the top and the, the belly, you're wanting 10 to 14. Yeah, 14 typically yeah. on that top side. And, and it depends on, you know, certain trucks. I mean, if they're, if they have a, a top deck that goes all the way to the nose or, or if the nose is a separate compartment of its own. So it really depends on the design of the trailer. Another thing, Brian, it's not always your people loading the. No, that's the biggest thing. It's in the trucking companies or whoever the packer consults, uh, um, yeah contracts contracts with it yeah but we have to put it we have to have an environment for them to be able to use it and like with this um butt tub you know like he said is we want to sweep it but it also has that quick gate where you can slide out mm -hmm. of it so you can get yourself out of the way and then you can walk around so it helps with having one or two people loading compared to having have three or four to swing gates and stuff like that yeah our, our goal there is is dan is, is is that um you know at most we want only two trucks uh, at the very end having to load the cattle if if the trucking company is loading, I mean, but, we, so they once they're loaded, we want them yep. going uh, and get on the road. Uh, we don't want to spend any more time on that truck than we absolutely have to for the cattle. Yep. Now, at, at for what are you going to do for for the for the ramps? What what kind of? Uh, that's a what, good question. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we've kind of studied and, and looking at in terms of how cattle. This is this is not going to be kind of a zero entry. The cattle are actually going to have to go up a ramp because just the way the dirt work and that is yep. at that at, at that site. But uh, we actually have it so that uh, you go up about a, a three inch step uh, max, and uh, then we have a landing anywhere from 18 to 20 inches uh, on that step. And what I've done there is I've just taken video and I've watched cattle coming down different types of steps and different widths and so forth. And I, I literally have watched to see, make sure that the cattle are, the foot is hitting 
with a full step every time yep. and so i found that 18 to 20 inch landing and then at the very top there's a six foot landing so like uh there's quite a bit of landing space there so one animal can be at the top prior to perfect. going onto the truck perfect so brian um just kind of wrap up people and cattle safety welfare it's, it's the name of the game for y'all isn't it it is i mean people's our most important asset here and they take care of our cattle you know and we have dr kid that comes and consults with the pet group and helps us out and we appreciate that and at the end of the day the biggest thing we want to make sure we do is we're taking pick keep taking care of our asset the people but we're also taking care of the customer's asset as we feed those and their cattle as their assets can't thank you both enough for being on the show thank you for watching doc talk remember if you want to learn more about what we do you can find us on the web at www.doctalktv.com always work with your local veterinarian i'm dr dan thompson here with dr kip lucas savage and brian carlton from ward feed yard and i'll see you down the road. At Merck Animal Health, we're shaping the future of animal health with pioneering science, connected technology, and insights-driven solutions to bring our customers an unparalleled portfolio of choices to improve cattle care and operational efficiency. We support you and your legacy by helping you meet the challenges of today with the innovations of tomorrow.